Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. This week we are going to be discussing the HBO Max series, The Staircase. And I also just watched The Staircase on Netflix to compare the two. A lot of The Staircase, too much for me, but we'll get into that. <laughs> the Bernstein Bears and Too Much Staircase. <laughs> exactly. We're also recording this podcast um, in the morning, and so we're both terrified of having morning voice. So if we sound raspy, that's why. It adds like a layer of mystery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But first, we have TV news. Something very exciting happened in the Harry Styles fandom, which is we finally got a trailer for the Amazon. Uh, I think it's a movie. Is it a movie or a TV show? I think it's a movie. I always, I thought it was. I always I, thought it was a movie, but I've been wrong before. But I think this is a movie. I'm pretty sure. I think we would know if he was in a TV show, right? Okay, I think so too. Yeah. Okay, but it's for Amazon, mm-hmm. called My Policeman. And the trailer looked good, I thought. We shall see. I thought the trailer looked good, too. The title is funny to me, (laughs) but I think it's based on a book or something, so it's not like they can really mess with that, but I do think it's just funny. It is funny in in this day and age. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) cab, but not my policeman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Harry Styles is my only policeman. I was going to say, I was thinking about that when we were watching Stranger Things, because I was like, John Reynolds, ACAB except John Reynolds. I was like, actually, no, he is a jerk to those poor, yeah. poor kids. He, <laughs> he does it hilariously, he does the but. Role well. Yes, very convincing. Um, This was a, this was very surprising to me. A Jon Snow Game of Thrones spinoff is now in development, and Kit Harrington is attached to play him. I don't think you could do it unless it was like young Jon Snow. You couldn't do Can it without imagine? him. No way. But I was really surprised because I feel like part of why he had to go to rehab was because of Game of Thrones, and so I was mm-hmm. like, oh wow. But I, I'm happy. But I'm also, um, I'm happy he's in a place where he could do it. I wonder if he that. kind of like feels like his career hasn't gone the way he thought it would post Game of Thrones. So he's like, well, the only thing I can do is play Jon Snow. I mean, that would take, that would be very self-aware of him to say. Mm-hmm. I guess the only thing I've seen him in is um, the Marvel movie. He's in for two seconds. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I didn't watch the Am- love series on Amazon he was in. And I literally can't think of anything else. So I think you might be right. <laughs> um, Interesting. But yeah. I mean, honestly, kind of that's now the top of my list of Game of Thrones spinoffs I am excited about. So yeah, I'm in. Um, they released the trailer for Kate Berlant and John Early's special for Peacock titled Would It Kill You to Laugh? And it looks incredible. Mm-hmm. It just looks so perfect. I cannot wait. And it comes out this week on June 24th. I guess I'm going to have to dust off my Peacock subscription. You have to, I think. Would it kill you to watch Peacock? <laughs> Honestly, what maybe, I say but... about that. But um, yeah, 
It looks so freaking good and so funny. Nathan Fielder of Nathan For You, he dropped a, a very mysterious teaser and poster for a new series on HBO Max called The Rehearsal. And the poster is him. It, well, the poster, the tagline says, why leave life to chance? And he's sitting like in a kitchen surrounded by like, um, like manic mannequins, like slash dolls of real people. That, and like, look that, like his family. Yeah. Like he's the only like actual human being in this kitchen. It's, and I'm very intrigued. Um, Me too. The poster has, it really makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, and that is starting to stream July 15th. Um, Hacks season three is coming. I didn't see that. Wow. Lucky us. I'm happy. I I had to think about it because I was like, it's a pretty perfect ending in season two, but I want more. So thanks guys. (laughs) We won't be mad. Um, Netflix dropped the trailer for the Jane Austen adaptation, Persuasion, that's starring Dakota Johnson and Henry Golding. That drops, um, July 15th. Persuasion is, um, I'm really not that familiar with the story. I've never read that one or even seen one of the adaptations. I feel like there hasn't been like a high profile persuasion. Like there's always of the other ones. And mm-hmm. so I don't know it as well, but the trailer was definitely looked pretty fun and steamy, romantic tension. Um, and we haven't seen Henry Golding in a long time, so no. that's exciting. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm excited to watch that. Okay, this, I don't know how to feel about this. Netflix is doing a Squid Games reality series. With the biggest Ugh. cash prize in TV history. Like, there's going to be 456 players competing in a series of games to win this chunk of money. Hmm. Th- it's kind of weird. I I think I feel mostly bad about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Interesting. Also, I, I, I'm really distracted by the um, cash prize claim. Mm-hmm. So is it more than a million dollars? Because, like, who wants to be a millionaire? Probably. So, like, what is it? <laughs> oh, it's 4.56 million cash prize. Oh, my gosh. That is so ridiculous. Netflix, you have officially too much money. <laughs> I mean, they but they also don't have enough. How do they do this and then let go, like, so many people? I just, like... Hmm. Business. That's Doesn't messed sound up. Right. This. Ugh. Wow. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know why they would do this when they already have the perfect competition reality show on Netflix, The Circle. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. They don't need more. We just need more Circle episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I stand by that. And I just feel like that is so creepy. Um, they're, I mean, they're just trying to get us to talk about it, though. And because I feel like it's just, I don't know. I feel like it might be in poor taste. <laughs> yeah. 
but agreed um speaking of squid game i did see that they officially announced that squid game is renewed for season two which i thought we already knew but i saw several announcements that's like yes it's really happening and i was like i Mm -hmm. (laughs) i thought we knew this for months but go off that's always very confusing when they do that yes my last piece of news is that they dropped the trailer for season two of only murders in the building and i thought it looked good it looked fun and you know cute in its cute way and i'm excited to watch season two me too i have that trailer bookmarked but i hadn't watched it so that's why i didn't ever bring it up so i'm glad you watched it (laughs) well i'm glad i could swoop in and save the day all right on to our top three I am going to speak for Jordan. Maybe this isn't true, but for me, I feel like the most fun part of watching The Staircase was comparing who they cast for each person and then like seeing what they looked like in real life. Agree. They did pretty good. I feel like there weren't that many that was like way off. Mm-mm. Maybe the maybe the one that's like the physical face doesn't match up that well is maybe Colin Firth and the real Michael Peterson, but the acting's so good mm-hmm. that I don't care. Yeah, um, but some of them had me. I was like very impressed. Some of the closest likenesses I've seen in some of mm-hmm. these, it was very good. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, while we're just on the topic, Michael Peterson uh, said that he was mad that Colin Firth played him. He was like, he's not my favorite actor. Get Brad Pitt. But to be fair, I haven't seen his portrayal, but I heard he's got my voice right and my mannerisms, but he didn't capture my energy or my humor. To me, Colin's a great actor, but I can't think of any roles that weren't dull as dirt that he's ever played, and that's fine. I'm not uh, denigrating him. I've never heard that word before. But I would have thought... He's so, like, pretentious. Seriously, but I would have thought about talking to him. He said he wanted to do it himself, make his own creature. I thought, what are you talking about? I'm the real person. If you want to know what I think and feel, read my book or talk to me. Oh my gosh. We can give a brief overview that The Staircase on HBO that just came out is like a dramatic reenactment slash like a dramatized true crime story of Michael Peterson who was found guilty of murdering his wife who was found dead at the bottom of the stairs and there is a lot of a lot of um different things that happen in that time of 15 years of like convicting and retrials and et cetera, et cetera um because now he's and he's like a free man yes i don't think that's a but guilty spoiler yeah like he but so i think part of it too it's like he is convicted and then there's just like all these things that like legal trials that keep happening and then like Mm -hmm. and now he's just walking around (laughs) yeah so it's pretty crazy because like netflix uh has a documentary series that originally like uh, showcase this story and then HBO just barely released the dramatic version I don't even mm-hmm. know what to call it I think um, well it is kind of complicated because you're right that it, it's like in on one hand it is a reenactment but it is also a dramatization 
um like the line's pretty blurry because there's they have so much footage since there is this documentary and um a lot of these people have like given interviews and stuff it's like they have real facts to go off of Mm -hmm. but then a lot of it they would have had to dramatize and kind of like um kind of maybe guess what like conversations went on and so it was like it's very interesting it's very grounded in reality and also like imagining what could have happened Mm-hmm. yeah we'll get into that because i watched both and can can compare um and it's i'll just say now though that i was pretty surprised at how dr- dramatized it was oh tbh interesting. all right so for our top three we decided we're doing a casting call to see who we would uh who we would like to come in to try out to be us if we were in a uh, uh, dramatization of our life <laughs> yeah I was going I was going to uh pitch that we should like also pick a time of our life that would be uh good enough for like a movie or tv show but I was like I literally can't think of one thing my life is so boring <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. It's like, I wouldn't want to pick a bad thing, like a bad time, but the Mm-mm. good times are pretty, you know, normal. <laughs> yeah. Maybe boring. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who are you uh, calling to come into open casting? Well, this, I, I knew this was going to be a hard question and it turned out to be even harder than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> um, but when I was looking around at millennial actresses that could potentially take on this tough job, um, the first person I saw and I just went with it. I said Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we look alike, but um, she's just such a freaking amazing actor that she could totally do it. I think that I don't think that's too far off. Wow. That is I mean, to me, that is a compliment. So, wow. Thank you. I actually thought of her and I was like, I think she's better fit for Jordan than me. So I didn't put her. Wow. That's actually crazy. I that, yeah, that is crazy. I feel very validated because I was kind of like, hmm, this seems like when um a guy has a receding hairline and he says Jude Law is his doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Well, it is just it's hard because it's like I'm like I don't have any like defining features. It's just like who has blonde hair? I guess exactly. I feel the same way about myself. We're just kind of. Mm-hmm girls walking around yeah and yeah so you need like a good actor could really bring out our essence and that's why j-law made my list we'll say i think that's a great answer um okay i said anna conkle from pen 15 (gasps) wow i don't know if it's because like i feel like she reminded me so much of myself when i was a teenager but mm-hmm. I think she could pull it off. That's so good. I also very much identify with Anna in Pen15 specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just feel like the adult version of her, the actor playing like the adult version of you, I think would just work. 
Thank you. Thank you. And it's so funny. I thought of girl of like actresses that have light, like blondish. I mean, my hair is like brownish blondish and it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. other actors can dye their hair or wear a wig, but I know it was very important to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I wanted them to be a true blonde. (laughs) Yes. Um, which who is a true blonde in Hollywood? No idea. Um, this one, it made me laugh out loud when I thought of it, but the more I thought about it, if we're making something, she's younger than me, but if something comes out about my life story, it probably won't be for a while. So who knows what age, maybe she'll find like be in her thirties by the time this comes out. And she's maybe the best working actress in the biz, McKenna Grace. (laughs) Brilliant. We stand McKenna Grace on this podcast. I don't know if we've had an opportunity to talk about it, but yeah. We are McKenna heads and she's going to take over Hollywood. She already has best child actor in history. Remember how she was in Malignant for like 0.2 seconds and I was like, (gasps) what? Oh my gosh. Underused. Truly. It was shocking. Great answer. Thank you. Um, my next one I chose Nicola. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Coughlin? Are from Bridgerton and Dairy Girls. (gasps) Oh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name either now that you say that, even though, like, we love her so much. Yeah, I just know of her as Nicola. And she's so cute, and I would be honored if she played me. She's definitely a little shorter than me, but that's all right. She is Never tiny. Tom Cruise. <laughs> we'll just give her some of his uh, famous lifts. <laughs> yeah. Wow. She is like, um, she's on the rise too. Underrated still, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that she would look way cuter in your clothes to play you than the clothes they put her in for Bridgerton and make her look <laughs> so bad. Yeah, it's because true. She's beautiful. I hope she gets the glow up next season for her season. I hope she should. He did. What's his name? Got yeah. it. Um, my final answer, again, kind of leading with hair color, but also she's another person that over the years, feel like we've we've known her for a while and we, we actually, I think kind of brought her up last week, how much we relate to Hilary Duff in Lizzie (laughs) McGuire specifically, but I'd like to see what she can do. Imagine if Hilary Duff had been like playing someone in the staircase or something she needs like a she's i don't i've never seen her play like a real person i'd like to see i feel like that could do wonders for her like acting prestige career (laughs) hopefully not in a true crime story where i have to be involved with a true with true crime or something but i would just i would love that for her (laughs) yeah i think that's great casting and yeah i would i would watch it I also thought of her, wow, we were just really hooked on blondes in Hollywood, <laughs> and <laughs> I think it's perfect. I would love to see her in that role. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and we like we're looking for like people whose energy we like. Not to bring, yes. not to like quote Michael Peterson, but it is kind of important <laughs> to capture the energy, you know. So <laughs> we have to pick pick people we like. It's true. In the depths of uh, quarantine, me and my roommate would go on really long walks, and one of our activities were casting our friends in a movie. And I could never think of who I would cast for myself. So this was a good experiment. So I really had to buckle down and figure it out. And my number one person I chose is Lily Reinhart. I feel like we kind of do look alike. Have the similar vibes, maybe? Yes. I can totally see that. I think she, she looks like she could totally be a goth. Yeah. She's an honorary goth. That is, that's very good. Thank that's you. That's a very good choice. And <laughs> um, remember how she was in Hustlers and was like really good? Oh my gosh, I forgot. Yeah. I was like, I know I've, because I've never watched Riverdale, but I was like, I know I've seen her in something and she was like way good. And yeah, her role in Hustlers would be just like her role as me. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. I'm just, she's good is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Also, like, what else is she doing? I mean, just finishing up that Riverdale contract, you know? Yeah. She might go the furthest post-Riverdale, I think. You think? I feel like Cammie I mean, Mendez is a little bit more on track for stardom. What's she been in lately? That's I'm just trying to think of, like, I haven't really seen her in anything lately either. She's in something biggish that's coming out sometime I feel like, but maybe I, I don't know. Maybe, I guess COVID probably threw a wrench. Was like, yeah, she might've been in like, kind of like a Netflix movie that like was just like meh. Oh, I can't really remember. Hmm. Can't fault her for that either. You know, Mm-mm. you got to do what you got to yeah. do. Anyway, the staircase. Overall, how did you feel about it? Um, I thought it was very well done and I'm, I'm just so excited to hear, um, like the differences or like how much they had, they added to the characters and to the story for mm-hmm. the series. Um, there's, I mean, cause there's a lot while I'm watching it, like you can tell so much of the Tony Collette scenes of like, kind of like her, what's going on internally with her because there's not a lot of ways that they can confirm that that stuff is true you know mm-hmm. but I really liked all those parts I really like I loved Tony Collette's performance in this um I don't think there was a bad performance in the whole show but she and Colin Firth were amazing I know I said this to you earlier this week when we were kind of first talking about the show that you know this show this is like Colin Firth's performance is amazing because he is so unappealing and I like really like just did not like um Michael Peterson and this his performance of him was so effective because like how can you make Colin Firth unlikable you know but like Mm -hmm. he really really did it and um I think there I liked that there were so many things like unique to this 
true like this as a true crime drama because mm-hmm. I did like something I'd heard before I watched it and it held up to kind of what I um like expectations I had were how they kind of show the multiple theories in action of how Kathleen could have died mm-hmm. and so I really liked that outside of that I'm not sure if there was like like something a lot of things that I would say this was like such a unique true crime drama if that makes sense um I think there were some things I was expecting it to feel like so so different than other true crime stories I've seen mm-hmm. but I but that's not necessarily that's not like a weakness I, th- I think it was really good I just don't know if it like changed my life you know yeah I agree with you I think the reenactments of how the different ways the murder could have happened were it was like I'd never seen that before Mm -hmm. so I thought that was really interesting and although very dark and I also thought it was interesting that they never actually reenacted the main theory which was that he murdered her with the blow poke they never reenacted that wow I didn't think about that because they do have one where he it's like he's yelling. He he is the one who kills her, but it's not with mm-hmm. the blowpoke. Which like the blowpoke is what did it for why he was first like convicted in the documentary series. Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest oh. part of the court of the case, which is I just thought was really interesting. Wow, we see them like trying, like the forensics team or whatever, trying to recreate the blood splatter in their. Mm-hmm. like office or whatever in their lab but you never actually see a scene acted out with Colin Firth and Tony Collette I didn't think about that well and I think the reason why they may not have is because here's another part that they didn't bring up in the sh- in the HBO series was that at the very end in the uh when they're taking the Alfred's plea the his lawyer had found out like two days earlier that the police had actually found the blowpoke when they were first initially like looking through his house and they took pictures of it and put it back in a different place and then never mentioned it and never even submitted that photo as evidence so they knew about the blowpoke and that it wasn't used the whole time and so like i thought Mm. that was really weird that they didn't bring that up in the hbo show because I yeah, wh- like that was one of the most shocking parts for me in the Netflix show. Like, why couldn't like why wouldn't that be part of why they could have a retrial? I think the HBO show was trying to make him look more guilty, and where the Netflix show was trying to make you more confused of like he could be guilty, he could be innocent, mm. and it seemed like the HBO show was trying to make you feel like he was definitely guilty. Like, I actually disliked Colin Firth more than I disliked the real Michael Peterson and maybe it's because I saw Colin Firth's version first Mm -hmm. and so then I was like oh this Michael Peterson isn't as like creepy and weird as I thought he was going to be he still was a little bit obviously but like it was not as much as I thought I thought he would have been interesting which is so funny because one of the points of the HBO show is that they're accusing the original documentarians of being too biased in favor of Michael. So then the HBO show also has its own clear bias. So Mm -hmm. it's like 
the meta-ness and I don't want to say like hypocrisy because it's not like I'm like justice for Michael or something but like (laughs) it's just like it's just very interesting interesting choices yeah I wish I could have found this online earlier but I didn't I'm very very curious what the process was for the creators of the HBO series and how they got information because honestly everything that had to deal with the kids like the kids were in the documentary series on Netflix but they were you didn't know like any of the oldest child and how he went to jail before you didn't know anything about any of them oh wow and they're a huge part of the of the HBO show yeah I would say that's the most interesting part of the HBO show yeah yeah like in the HBO series in the end like it shows his children kind of like falling away from him and like maybe maybe like questioning if he was guilty or not kind of thing especially Uh um his one daughter I can't remember her name glasses yes not Meredith (laughs) well it's funny (laughs) because their names are Martha and Margaret (laughs) oh (laughs) (laughs) but I it was too hard to keep track. Their names are so similar. Cause they, and they would call her Margie sometimes. I think, I'm pretty sure Martha's the glasses. Okay. Yes. But like, don't quote me on that. They never talk about, like, Martha actually kind of seems like she's the main kid that sticks by her dad's side in the documentary series. Hmm. So, so it really that is was like. really interesting. That is weird. So it is kind of like, it's a drama based on the case of the staircase but it's really that's it it's not i don't know it's almost like too too um uh what's the word i'm looking for it's like a creative retelling of it almost of like Mm -hmm. here's what could have happened we're gonna expand these characters yes wow interesting yeah i mean maybe maybe parts of those things are true and they like but i have a hard time believing that any of the kids um, helped out with this series because that's Michael Peterson is pretty mad about that because he was like I never would have um, like he didn't realize when creating when agreeing to the French documentary series that mm-hmm. origin that then became the Netflix series I mean they that literally was released in 2004 that was before any type of like streaming was going on like no. That's what's been almost a little confusing to me is that it's like a Netflix documentary is that like Netflix wasn't even around. (laughs) So it's like, wow. So they, so they, yeah, please explain it to me. So it was created by those French documentarians and they did the first, I mean, I think they did all of it, but there were eight episodes that were first released. And like in America, they, it was actually like, a two-hour special, like, similar to, like, Dateline or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so there's eight episodes from 2004, and then they did two more episodes in 2013 when they reopened the case and kind of gave him, like, house arrest. And then there were three more episodes released, and these ones were released then by Netflix in 2018. Oh, that is very, so, very confusing. It's so confusing. 
almost as confusing as the retrial process. <laughs> that was yeah, seriously. very confusing to me, which actually brings up, I think there's just like a point I want to maybe bring up. There was like the time jumps in the HBO series, I think were excessive. I don't really know really what the benefit was because I don't think, I guess it's like they wanted to like maybe drop some bombshells like in the later episodes or something. But I really, I feel like if they had told it more chronologically with fewer time jumps and flashbacks and everything, I, I think, I I think it would have been fine without it all. Cause sometimes it was not there. I feel like there were several times it was not clear enough where we were in time and eventually you could figure it out. But I don't really, I don't really think that that was necessary. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I said this to Jordan earlier, but it's like they tried to do Greta Gerwig's Little Women, yeah. and it didn't work. Like they needed more of more definition of when something was a like a throwback and when something was current, mm-hmm. because they all looked so similar, and like it was hard to keep track of the years. Like it is pretty wild that this took place over like fifteen years. So like. Mm-hmm. I understand probably why you would do that, but yeah, I felt like it was too confusing. I would say in the HBO series, I also was really bored when like it was focusing solely on the French documentarian people. Mm-hmm. I always checked out when they were talking, but I do think that his relationship with Sophie is something that was not highlighted at all in the Netflix show. Oh, really? is true so like that is I think I thought that was really interesting and I was kind of glad that they put it in the HBO series because fascinating it yeah Juliette Binoche was so good at like showing her like she's like I literally just threw away these 15 years however long she was wrapped up into this Mm-hmm. doing nothing living in this stupid town like it was just that was so crazy yeah I'm so curious if if that uh went down the way it was portrayed in the show I know is it, it is like, kind of it, it's it is kind of like tainted a, a little bit that it's like all, all like the emotional beats that they added that were in the series probably never happened you know, mm-hmm. like the, yeah. the dinner with the kids at the restaurant. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is such yikes. This is crazy. Like different conversations. It's like that that were very effective as a drama, but probably weren't real at all. Is kind of mm-hmm. unsatisfying. Yeah. Uh, along with that, like all of the uh, like the money issues. I am curious how much of that was true. Um, with Tony Collette's like job and like her retirement, I'm sure that that was true. That was just never talked about in the documentary series. So like they never really mentioned Michael having any problems with money until the very, very end when it was like his very last time to possibly do a retrial. And he took the Alfred's plea. Like that was the, like the only time they really talked about how he had no money. Like they never talked about Mm. how they had to sell the house or like anything like that. And I feel like, well, I don't know. I guess I don't know how it really would have played if they had brought it into the the real first trial. But it's like those would 
be things that they could use as more of a motive for him if they were true. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, he's so tired of, like, his wife does everything or something. I don't know. Like, it would just seem like there's maybe, like, resentment or something. The prosecutors could have told some stories there in real life. And so if it's all just in the show, I don't know. Yeah, it's fascinating. One question I have for you. Is the conversation where Michael is, where he's talking to one of the French guys and he's like, oh, I lied. Kathleen never knew about Mm -hmm. me being gay or bisexual is that like that is like actual videotape that is actually in the document documentary series it is portrayed a little different in the hbo series because in the hbo series it's like he takes make sure sophie's not in the room and like tells the guy and then it's like don't tell sophie until it's like airing or something (laughs) and like really i don't know if that happened but like in the Netflix series he does have like a final interview and talks about how she didn't know and he's like I did lie like I had to lie about some things which is sketchy yes well and I mean the whole like the purple heart of it all yeah well that's true right yes I believe so yes wow Hmm. so there's definitely there are very crazy things that are real yes but sure. all the making me care about all the the side characters is basically all fiction. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Wow. I mean, that is it is. It's like a letdown. And you kind of like have this a dream world where like the the siblings all kind of band together and like worked with HBO to do this. But that's just not how it happened. You know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Something I kept forgetting to ask you why did we need to see Colin for Tony Collette's? <laughs> I don't know if I needed to see that at all. <laughs> Just to see that they still got it. <laughs> Which like they showed several other times, you know, it was like, <laughs> is there like, I'm assuming there's not documented records of, Michael talking about she loves to do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like, I feel like some of those scenes were almost put in just to get people to like talk about it. Yeah. But it like didn't really affect. I mean, that that didn't like add anything more to me, especially because it was like he had just had sex like at the video store. Uh-huh. So it's like, I guess he's like feeling extra sexual or something. But I was like, I feel like anything I could have learned from that scene, I, I, I learned from other places, you know, mm-hmm. it was an interesting choice. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, are we ready for crush of the week? Feels a little dramatic and I mean, awkward. I'm not going to say I'm ready, <laughs> but I think we're ready to move on. So yes. <laughs> I, like, literally didn't get to watch anything else this week. There were 13 episodes of that Netflix series. I was... I, I'm so impressed hook. that you watched the whole thing. That's really wild. But I will say um, Michael Stolberg is, like, a great, great casting. He really... I would say he looks the most like the original true person, the lawyer. Mm-hmm. And... He's just like a 
very attractive older man and yeah i love him his imdb picture is so old that i was like this isn't him (laughs) it's very confusing plus i feel like i i totally see him i'll always love him so much because of call me by your name as the dad yes and so it's like wow we're recording this on father's day and you're honoring (laughs) an iconic father so there you go Happy Father's Day, Michael. <laughs> he is I two think- years younger than my dad, so I feel like it's okay. Wow. I I'm kind of surprised like by that. Okay. I mean, especially after just watching this where you had like that hair and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. That's a that's an amazing answer. I really feel like that's the one crushworthy person. Yeah. Um well, my crush, I'm giving it a I'm I'm giving it up to Tony Collette. Um, great answer she's perfect we all know this like it's not it's not saying anything new it is kind of sad that like all her best scenes probably never ever ever really happened but Mm -hmm. it doesn't make it any less fun to watch her like scream at someone (laughs) Mm -hmm. i I was writing this down i was like wow when tony collette screams at someone the world smiles (laughs) like it's just (laughs) like it makes everyone's makes us all happy to see like her lose control wow she's amazing and another part that i liked that probably also wasn't really documented irl is like what that she was such a good mom and she like was made such a difference in all these poor kids lives you know and Mm -hmm. um that was moving to me even if it was way over emphasized than in in real life you know but i i did like that in this we got such a like a deep portrayal of the murder victim, you know, which mm-hmm. sometimes you don't get. Like she, we got to know her this version of her in this show as like a complex, really interesting woman, and so I did like that. And it is a bummer if it's like not really a lot of that is true, but she did a really good job. She's just great. Yeah, I was just, I just barely made this connection, and I don't think you've seen the the movie Spencer, but Spencer is, like, a dramatization of Diana, Princess Diana's life, and, like, their whole thing at the very beginning of the movie is, like, this is, a like, these people are real, but this, like, actual day that they, like, filmed, like, the story is made up, but it's, like, based off of true characters, and... They say it in a much cooler way. I really wish I could remember the phrasing of how it is in the movie. But I almost kind of wish that they would have done that for the staircase so that it was a little bit more clear that this was like more dramatized. Mm Because I think a lot of people will watch this and think that everything in here is true. And it does make me a little bit sad to think about like those kids who like everyone in this is still alive except for Kathleen. Uh, For that to be like... People will watch this and think that everything in it is pretty true. And I think that is a little unfortunate. Mm. I I really would have preferred that as well, to have that little disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is a great idea. Oh, well. It was entertaining. The cast was stacked. And yes. so that made it a very interesting watch kept my attention Mm -hmm. yeah for sure all right well 
There you go. The Staircase on Netflix and HBO. If I were to recommend one, I would just say watch the HBO one. BTWs. W's? Multiple W's. (laughs) By the ways. (laughs) (laughs) There's my take. And that's all. Bye. Bye. Bye.